Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Another day, another podcast. That's the way things work around here. This is the only daily podcast bringing you the latest news, opinion and analysis from the best football league in the world. Welcome to Premier League Daily. I'm Niall McGorn and to pick the bones out of another day's action in the top flight, we've got Stefan Armstrong. Hello, Stefan. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on, mate. Thank, Thank you very you. much. And we've got Jim Salverson. Hello, Jim. Hello, it's a chore to be here. <laughs> i tell you what, we won't see you for another week then. No more West Ham chat ever. That's it, I'm barring it from the show. Uh, on the show today, we're asking, is Paul Pogba a diver after another controversial VAR decision awarded a penalty in Manchester United's game against Wolverhampton Wanderers last night? And is the Burnley manager Sean Dyche right? The Clarets gaffer pulled no punches in his views about diving in the game. And we'll also be testing these lads in the studio's knowledge on which Premier League club has the most Tom Daly's in their team. Any, any early guesses? Um, Man City. Wow, okay. Well, Ashley Young, I reckon, is responsible. Ashley Young is a player, not a club, but you <laughs> yeah, can but give it all to Ashley Young. Ashley Young is an institution. <laughs> He's responsible you know. for 50% of the dives in the Premier League, I reckon, anyway. So it's <laughs> going to be United, clearly. Okay, in that case, let's get on to this. It's time for a game of dive or no dive. Oh, I like it. So, Paul Pogba last night against Wolves. Dive. No dive. dive. Oh, wow. Split opinion in the well, studio. You know what? This is like golden balls, you know, when they do split or spin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not as brutal as that. I'm a little bit torn because I think, in general, VAR, so far this season, makes the right decision, has had made the right decision. And obviously, the VAR review of the penalty did call it as a penalty. But the more I watch it, and I've watched it time and time again, I can't see how it was a penalty, how it was a foul. And if it's not a penalty or a foul, it's a dive. I can tell you how. Go on. Because Pogba's running into the box with he's absolutely rapid, yeah. right? The speed, momentum, there's like kind of like a leg just hanging out there. Now, he's either got to move around the leg and therefore probably not be in the same goal scoring position, or he's got to go into the leg. So I think that's a penalty. But so I let's he... just add a bit of context quickly for people that haven't yeah. might not have seen the game. So Connor Cody, the Wolves defender, is just about three or four yards inside the area. Paul Pogba <laughs> makes a run into the box, knocks the ball past Cody, and Cody's outstretched leg appears in real time, to take Paul Pogba over. Replays in VAR suggested that it was still a penalty. There are many people on social media that feel that Paul Pogba dived over Cody's leg and then initiated the contact after he was already falling over, which I think is the avenue you're going down, Jim. That's it. He seems to go down well before he gets to the player. I think it's just anticipating it. I I think that's clever So how does the rule work? Does there have to be contact? So if a player is forced to make some kind of correction to, as you say, their run or Hmm. leap over a player, whatever it is, without contact, is it a penalty? Surely it's got to be. I don't think it is. If it's going to stop somebody being in the same goal-scoring position... We, we see it all the time. It happens all the time. It's just clever play by the striker, I think. Do you know what? I thought I was in the minority looking at Twitter this morning with the amount of people saying VAR's ruled Pogba's yeah. uh, penalty as a real penalty and not a dive. And I, I was actually, I'm probably more inclined to side with Stefan here because 
the way Pogba goes past Connor Cody, and firstly, you can kind of garner from body body language. Mm-hmm. Connor Cody throws his hands in the air like all defender. Oh no, what have I done? And he doesn't complain. That's yeah. the thing. And, and Cody does like to let the referee. He's the Wolves captain. He's he lets, a Connor Cody. He loves to let let the referee know what he's thinking, mm. for want of a better expression. I think Paul Pogba's not the ball past him, and yes, he does look like he's going over before the contact's made. But where's he meant to go? Is he meant to run around him, take the long route round? Well, you know, what's, the, what's the point? This he, is, he, uh, I would, in that position, try to jump over Cody's leg to retrieve the ball to try and score a goal. This is why there's an element of doubt in my voice as I talk for all those reasons. Because <laughs> you're right, Connor Cody reacts hardly at all to that. There is no. very little complaint from any no. of the Wolves players. Paul Pogba, whether I think it's a foul or not, the VAR people said it wasn't and they have all the angles and all the replays available much more than I do and I think it's more a case of I don't understand the penalty rules not, and a lot of people not, don't do you know what I the think case. the problem is Jim and you, you're kind of right it's not that you don't understand it I think it's just that 15 years ago that wasn't a penalty but now I, it is there, need, there should need to be contact for there to be a penalty Shouldn't there was no, no, wasn't. He doesn't get near him. He dives over <laughs> his, his, his legs. legs just, his legs just he there. Doesn't touch just him. There. Maybe the fabric of his shorts just touches Pogba's fabric of his shorts, but that's about the limit. Honestly, and everybody in that penalty box was looking around saying, Penners all round. Honestly. Like, there was not a single So, in which case, and like I say, I'm not <laughs> disputing this because I kind of agree that it might have been a penalty looking at the weight of evidence, but if contact isn't required, if you don't need enough contact to go down in the box to get a penalty, if a defender touches a attacker on the shoulder, taps him on the shoulder, so and the attacker goes down, is that then a penalty? I think it depends where you are if in the box. It's not reliant on contact. See, see the, um, the Man City game the other week, um, there was a penalty. Was it a Man City game or Man United game? It's um, about the Rodri penalty. Cool. Um, so, so, so ba- yeah, so it's basically, yeah. he's almost like he's running out of play with the ball already. It's a, a similar sort of incident. I think that's not a penalty because there's no way he's going to score a goal there, even though it was given as a penalty. But whereas last night, He's in the centre of the box. He's going to shoot. What we need is to make the rules a bit more complicated. <laughs> That's what we need, isn't it? I never, I never thought I'd be the Noel Edmonds in this situation <laughs> of uh, dive or no dive. Um, it's a really difficult one. If you've got an opinion at home, let us know on social media, at The Sports Social. Get involved with the show. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Send us a tweet. And if you're uh, listening on iTunes, make sure you leave a nice little review as well. That would mean a lot to us. And subscribe as well so you never miss another episode of the show seven days a week. But talking of diving, what about the Burnley manager, Sean Dyche? He had some rather interesting things to say about simulation mm. in the post-match press conference after Burnley's defeat to Arsenal. Have a listen to this. The, the game's in a really poor state for people diving, feigning injury, all sorts. Um, and I just found it peculiar. I was at a Premier League meeting a couple of weeks ago and they actually told us the worst that can happen is a yellow card. And I said, well, that means basically every player in the Premier League can cheat at least once a game. So have you ever thought about that? Because I said, I don't know another professional sport or, or a sport for that matter where they actually tell you, you can cheat once a game and you just get a warning. I've never heard of that ever in any other sport. What do we make of that? I'd love to be a journalist having a chat with Sean Dyche, by the way. Because <laughs> do you know when you have those dinner party conversations, like who are the six people that he'd invite to your dinner party? He'd be one of mine, Jim. You'd have to have a smoking area there, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly he's on several woodbines. Do you know what? I, I love his passion, but he's a bit of a grumpy old man, isn't he? Sean Dyche. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get, I kind of get where he's coming from, and I'd never really thought about it like that before. That you can't cheat in any professional sport; no. it's just not a done thing. And there's something about football. We go, we talk about diving, and we talk about the competitive advantage, and we talk about sportsmanship. But it's kind of accepted a little bit in football that you try and cheat and you try and get away with it. This is going to be a little bit controversial, this, but 
I quite I quite like that about football. <laughs> I, quite, I quite like the games about some people trying like you know like cheating a little bit. Is I it, think that's alright. Is it similar to? I mean, I always bring up cricket on this podcast because I bloody love cricket. Right? <laughs> the scratching bloody of the ball, the, not the scratching. The, the, I mean, the sandpaper thing with Australia was ridiculous. That's like literally Maradona punching the ball in the net. It's the equivalent of that. With the cameras around these days, you are mm-hmm. never going to get away with it. But in cricket, they they often say stuff to put your opponent off. Which in a game like darts, for example, or snooker. You're not going to yeah. like sit on a whoopee cushion before someone's about to hit the black into the pocket for a one four seven. You know that's the sort of thing. Is it's is it a difference? Well, Gary, between, Gary Anderson one. Is there a difference between unsporting behaviour and cheating? Sean Dyche thinks diving is cheating. A lot of people say, well, they're professional in inverted commas. So the professional thing for them to do is to ensure their team is successful. And if that includes underhanded tactics, then so be it. I'm not personally in line with that opinion, but there are people out there that think that. There is a massive difference between sportsmanship and cheating. And sportsmanship is something like, for example, you're standing <coughs> next to an attacker at a corner and when the ball comes in, you ask mm. them how their wife is. That's, 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 that's sledging <laughs> like you get in cricket. <laughs> that is a completely different thing. to Zidane and Matarazzi. Yeah. <laughs> it's a completely different thing to diving in the box so to try and win a penalty. So does diving straddle the line the then? That was no, what I'm it saying. doesn't straddle so the line. So it is cheating There's, you. It's 100% cheating. There's two things to say about this. The first thing is if you listen to the whole clip of Sean Dyche there, he later on goes to say that if any of his players gets a slight nudge in the back, he expects them to go down because that's clever play. Because that's the rules as they currently stand and you can get away with it because you get a yellow card, but that shouldn't be the case. And I think the reason that in the past the punishment has been a yellow card is because it's been very difficult for a referee to judge whether a player but is diving or not. In- now with VAR, it's so much easier to get a clear view on whether a player has dived or been fouled and if we want to get out of the game, that's the question. Do you like diving? Personally, I think it's something that I could really do without in Premier League football. <laughs> if you want to get rid of it, you go for red cards, you ban it, and it, that's it. In, it's gone. Overnight, it's gone. In the, same, in the same game, um, Ashley Barnes took a dive as well, uh, but he didn't mention that in his post-match. Because it's interview. the rules, but that's what he's so, saying. No, no. He's but, saying he can get away with it, and players will get away with it if they can. And if they but, can. But, but he was saying, like, he, was, he almost went into headmaster mode. Was he? He wanted to be very, very strict with it all, and saying players should never dive. But his own players are kind of doing it as well. So I, his his comments are a little bit redundant for me there. But it's kind of like saying when the back pass rule first came in. Oh, I don't like the back pass rule, so we're not going to play that. You you have to hey, play to the stick rules to your of the principles. game. You have to play to the rules of the game. <laughs> and I com- I kind of agree with Dice here. I think if we would do want to get rid of it, the punishment needs to be much harsher. Yeah. And, it, and if we started banning players. For diving, it would get rid of it. Okay. It would stop it completely. Same with berating the referee. I don't want to give too much away because we will be doing a, a lovely themed diving quiz oh, later on in the podcast. It's Klinsman in it. Which I'm looking forward to. Klinsman isn't in it, although that's one of the best celebrations of all time, I'm saying. Uh, let's rewind all the way back to 2006. Only one player mm-hmm. in the 2005-2006 season was booked for diving, and that was Milan Barros. Remember him? Yeah. Mm. Last season, 11 clubs had players booked. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous, is it not? In, in the period of time that we've spanned there, what's that, 13 years, and the amount of diving has increased is quite substantial. Have, have habits changed or has refereeing changed? That's Both. a question there. Both, I think. There's been an attempt for referees to crack down on diving. Mm. I'm amazed it was only 11 players. It seems more than that, That were surely. yellow carded for diving. Because you see it in every game. Pretty. It's 11 teams had players, so there was oh, okay. definitely more than 11 players, which we'll come on to later, of course. But I, I don't get it. If, again, going back to the Sean Dyche interview, he's saying that they're not talking about it on Match of the Day anymore. It's just it's just not in the conversation. But I feel like we're always talking about diving. We're always talking about VAR, that's a fact. Mm. But I feel like we're always talking about diving too. 
But it is very accepted, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I've, I just think it's become part of the game a little bit. And Which how, is a how, bad thing. <laughs> it's not yeah, a but, good thing. But, but I, I don't know how you can change that. And, and I just told you, give him red cards. Sean Dyche told you, give him red cards, get rid of it. Do you think Ashley no. Young cares that you think he's a diver? No. He doesn't give a monkeys. I'll no. tell you that for free. No. He doesn't it just, care. It, these are professional players who just want to win games. And if diving could help them win a game, they'll do it. Mm. For sure. That's the point I was making earlier on. I'm just thinking, you know, they're... There is a difference between unsporting behaviour and, and cheating. And Jim, you know, fair enough for your opinion of, of divers are cheaters. But, you know, if Ashley Young gets a 50 grand bonus because Manchester United win the FA Cup and he's dived for a penalty. <laughs> see, the, do you think he really gives <laughs> he's a loving it. The flip side of this, I think it was last season. And I think, I think it was last season, one of the few games that Andy Carroll played for West Ham. And he was through on goal. And someone came in through the back of him. They grabbed his shirt. He should have gone down. He did. He could have gone down and got a penalty. He took the chance, stayed in his feet, missed it. <laughs> and I was furious. <laughs> so yeah, I see both sides of this argument. Honestly, when you play in Sunday League football and, <laughs> and 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 you take a little dive in the box and you get the penalty, I tell you what, Jim, that's a good feeling. Anyway, time for a quick break now here on Premier League Daily. But afterwards, we'll be doing a special diving quiz to uh, commemorate all this diving chat that we've been talking about. Sean Dyche certainly wasn't a happy man. We'll find out more after the break, and also we'll be talking. Talking about social media and abuse towards players. It's not acceptable and it needs to stop. More on Premier League Daily after this. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Welcome back to Premier League Daily, seven days a week, the only podcast that covers the greatest football league in the world, the top flight of English football, the Premier League. I'm Niall McCorn. Alongside me in the studio, got Stefan Armstrong. Melvin. We've got Jim Salverson. Hello. And uh, we've been talking about diving mainly for the show. But I want to go back to the Manchester United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers mm. game. Manchester United and Wolves, they look evenly matched. It was, it was a good me. game. The first half was Man United, uh, sort of. 45 to 70 minutes was Wolves and Man United came back into it. There were three things about last night's game which struck me. Um, first of all, I think it's the first time in like a good few years I was watching Man U go 1-0 up and I felt like they weren't going to lose the game or they weren't at least going to draw the game. It looked like they were going to go on to win. I know mm. they did draw. Um, so I think I think that sort of proves that he's, he's done well in the summer in terms of getting the squad fitter and buying the right defenders. They yeah. did look better than they did last yeah. season. And I know it's early doors. And we spoke about Paul Pogba diving or not diving or whatever it was. The penalty was given eventually and yeah. he missed it. He's changed yeah. his run-up from the whole stuttering run-up, which I've been at Old Trafford in the stands when Paul Pogba's had a penalty. And the whole stadium has groaned mm. when he's done the, <laughs> oh, you know, he's doing the stupid stammering run-up or whatever it is. And yeah. then he's levered it in the top it corner. It wasn't a and terrible scored. penalty. It was a terrible penalty. Keeper's height. He's hit it hard hit. enough. It, but was, it, was, it was a good height for Patricio, but it was well hit. I don't think it was the worst penalty I've ever seen in my life. But the, the save for me is, is not the point that I'm trying to get at here. The point is, how weak of a manager does it make Ole Gunnar Solskjaer look when he hasn't elected uh, a designated no. penalty taker for Manchester United? 100%. I completely agree with that. And Rashford took it last week and scored. Pogba takes it this week and misses. And I thought Solskjaer's comments afterwards saying it's up to the players to decide who takes that penalty. I think that's fair enough. Though. No, it's not. Yeah. Sure we, as as Niall says, it's weak management. The, the, they're, want... both, they're both world-class players. They both know how to take a penalty. And I liked the idea of whoever feels most confident in the moment takes it. Like, um, Are they putting unnecessary pressure on exactly. each other? How often do we Maybe. see players? 
players yeah. arguing on a pitch, and we saw it with PSG last season mm-hmm. when Neymar and Cavani were arguing over who was going yeah. to take the penalty. Cavani took it in the end and missed. And I think it does exactly that. It adds unnecessary pressure. It adds unnecessary thoughts and conversations into something that should be, I'm the penalty taker, I take it, and that's it. Job done. It needs to have that kind of leadership off the pitch so those kind of decisions aren't being made on the pitch in the heat of the game. I feel confident they can both take penalties. I do. I think they're both yeah. very good penalty takers, but I'm I'm with Jim on this one in, you think? in in the sense that they're just putting unnecessary pressure on each other. It causes a little bit of friction, which is probably good on the training ground, not really good in front of eighty thousand or seventy five thousand at Old Trafford. I, I I think this would be less of a talking point if if it wasn't for Gary Neville stressing so badly about this last night on TV and Carragher just prodding him. Like the whole conversation of the game's been about with him. Um, whether Rashford or Pogba should have mm. taken the penalty, when really there was a wonder goal from Martial and yeah, uh, yeah. Neves. They both mm. scored absolutely, yeah, Neves absolute beauties. But who, name me one other team that has two penalty takers. Like has It flips between one and two, apart from PSG with Neymar ha- and Cavani. Heart of Midlovian have not got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Because every player should be able to back themselves to score from 12 yards. Yeah. I mean, defender, goalkeeper, we've seen it all. Jordan Pickford knows how to take a penalty. Joe Hart was notoriously good at penalties. Everyone should be able to back themselves from, from 12 yards to put the ball in the back of the net. If you look at a team like Crystal Palace, where Luka Milivojevic is their designated penalty yeah. taker, they know that the ball's going to him. And his record, I think he's missed one penalty for Palace. Yeah. He scored he scored 24 league goals for Palace and I think 20 or just under 20 of them from being from the spot. So he's extremely reliable. It's the same at West Ham. We've got Mark Noble, who... People debate whether he should even be in the team quite often at West Ham, but <laughs> there's no one else you'd rather give him have a on penalty, the penalty, and yeah. he is not missing it. <laughs> uh, let's move yeah. on to, to Paul Pogba again, though. We've spoken about him possibly diving. He did miss a penalty. That happens in football, and the circumstances around that obviously will be debated long into the rest of the week. What isn't acceptable is proclaimed supporters no. going onto Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media you can think of, and racially abusing football players it's not on it needs to stop you made one big mistake in that statement in using the word supporters because they're not supporters and they're not fans it's like it's something that I thought we'd seen the end of in English football Mm. and it seems to have reared its head in the last couple of seasons particularly social media in it yeah but we saw we've seen it in games as well we saw the Chelsea match a couple of seasons ago was it last season Raheem Sterling was abused abused to Raheem Sterling I know it's few and far between Mm -hmm. but is it Jim because we see it almost every week uh, a player being abused on Twitter does Twitter need to do more does social media platforms need to do more do there need to be protocols and 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 sort of safeguarding against this sort of thing (sighs) Can can we get a delay button on Twitter? You know what I mean? It always seems to be like in the heat of the moment just after a game. Well, where it doesn't make it acceptable. I know it doesn't make it acceptable, but that, that's when, 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 you, when you've got like Yobs mass mass broadcasting mm. to, to the world, uh, you know, the, the push of a button. It's a dangerous thing, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know what you can do about it. I don't know what Twitter can do about it. I think, I mean, it's a really big conversation yeah, to massive. be having. It's and massive. I don't know what the answer is, but I think there's two things to consider. I think probably... It's very unlikely that a lot of these people giving abuse on Twitter are proper fans. It's very Mm -hmm. unlikely that a lot of them are based in the UK. And obviously we have sensibilities in the UK that maybe other countries aren't as advanced with. We know the problems in Eastern Europe with racism, for example. But I also think the problem isn't with 
people saying these opinions on social media almost. The problem is with people them. holding these, these opinions, opinions yeah. in the first place. Yeah, yeah, so there's that. a much bigger problem than mm. just Twitter going, well, if you use this word or that word, we're going to take your tweet down. And also people the thinking they can edu- get away with it as well. Yeah, it's an education problem and we are making strides in this country, particularly in the Premier League, with racism in the game in quite a short space of time. And you look back to the early 70s, which were only 40 years ago, which wasn't that long ago where racism was rife in English football. It's now, I feel, I mean, I I don't think I've ever heard racist language used at a football ground. So it's almost been eradicated. There Mm. are small pockets of racist behaviour and that needs to filter through to other leagues and other societies in the world. I just think more needs to be done because you're not going to stop this young lad with six Twitter accounts. One's called Stupendous Salah, the other one's called Magical Mane, and the other one's called Heroic Henderson. Going onto the Twitter after the game just abusing players with his six different accounts because he knows he's not going to get caught. And if he gets banned on one account, oh, hey, presto, he's got another one. I think there's, there's almost a value in that, though. If you've got Magical Martial using words he shouldn't be using and giving racial abuse, and then you've got 100 proper Manchester it's, United it's fans anonymity piling to in the extreme, and saying, you're an idiot, that's not acceptable then maybe that helps that education part of it. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but I don't think the solution is social media platforms just shutting down. I think steps need to be taken, though, for, for sure. Steps need to be taken. It's just a shame, mate. It's football highlighting these issues, isn't it? Yeah, completely. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's move on to uh, the issue Sean Dyche was talking about. Dive in. We're back there again. We've come full circle yes. here on Premier League Daily because it's time to give <sighs> these lads a little bit of a quiz about who's the biggest Tom Daly in the Premier League. Does this music <laughs> suit the topic, do you think? Perfect. Perfect. It's more like Partridge every day, this show. Love so, it. So, as I said at the start of the show, or just earlier on in the show, 11 different clubs last season had players booked for diving. I think we should go back and forth between you two. There's two facets to this. We'll do Ooh. teams, and then we'll do players. Ooh. So, does anyone want to go first? And uh, I'll go first. Okay, go on. Liverpool. Oh. They didn't have a player oh. booked last season for diving. Cop on stand for that, come on. Liverpool did not have a player booked last season for diving. Wow. Despite the amount of times you slagged off Salah for going down, <laughs> he didn't get booked, Jim. So uh, I guess that's 1-0 Stefan. Stefan, go on. What are Man- you going for? Man City. Manchester City, one player. Uh, guess the player, yeah? Um, you can guess the player if you want. but S- Sterling. It wasn't. Ooh. Jim, your turn. Manchester United. It's not going well for you, Jim, is it? It's not, is it? It's not going well. Manchester United had no players booked for diving. Stefan, you could uh, win the best of three easy here. Ooh, OK, I'm going to go with uh, Jim's favourites. West Ham United. No. Ooh. West Ham aren't cheats. Never, never. <laughs> Don't ever label level that at West Ham United. Crystal Palace. They did. They did Wilf have a player. Zahar. OK, so it's almost like a tiebreaker here. Stefan, Ooh. go on. Um, 11 clubs. Remember, last season. Last season. OK, Chelsea. They did. Um, Eden Hazard. Well, I don't know whether the player was Eden. Oh, it wasn't Eden Hazard actually. It wasn't. But Jim, can you can you can we, And then we'll go to the second round because I think this could just go on forever. <laughs> it could very much so. Um, Brighton and Hove Albion. Oh, that's an interesting one. No, you're not very good at this, Jim. Oh. I to be honest. Right, players. Then let's move on to players. Okay. We know some of the clubs. I tell you what, I'll give you the other clubs as well. Arsenal, Tottenham, Huddersfield, Burnley, Arsenal, Everton, Fulham, Leicester, and Southampton. For Arsenal. <laughs> Aubameyang. Oh, oh, something I win by default. Well, oh. If you get one right, you've won. 
Um, Richarlison, Everton. No. Oh, okay. Um, Tottenham, I'm going for Mora. It was Lucas Yes! yes. Oh. Jim's got a chance. You've got a chance to level, Jim. You've got a chance to level. Theo Walcott, Everton. No! Oh, yes! Oh, God. Well done, oh, well Stefan. Stefan wins. <laughs> Stefan wins. Oh, that's a very amicable handshake. No unsporting behaviour in the studio today. Um, some of these players, quite interesting ones. Uh, Abubakar Kamara, Alexandra Lacazette, Ashley Barnes for Burnley. Uh, Chris Lerver, Danny Rose, Granite Xhaka, Harry Kane, Idrissa Gay, Ilkay Gundogan, Madison, MacArthur, Depoitra, Mora, Gwenduzi, Hoybier, Mustafi, Son and Willian. And the two clubs with the most players booked for simulation. Arsenal and Spurs. Something in the water in North London. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Premier League Daily. Thank you very much, Stefan. Thank you very much, Jim. Don't forget to follow us on social media at The Sports Social and also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss another show. If you've got an Amazon Alexa device, ask it to open Sports Social and enable the skill every single day you'll get a daily update on your team. All 20 Premier League teams are covered. So from uh, Brighton all the way up to Newcastle, you can get a daily update on your team as well as Premier League match previews and reviews. So make sure you go and enable that in the Alexa skill store. But for now, that's it for Premier League Daily and we'll speak to you tomorrow. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. I love my club. Every match, the manager, every player who's pulled on the shirt. Don't just talk to me about football. Talk to me about my one and only. I love my club, but I don't love them up the road. Listen to daily smart speaker updates for your Premier League team and your team only with Sports Social. Get closer to the club you love. Ignore the ones you don't. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social and choose your team.